everybody in the house today. So it's good. And then uh, Sister Raquel, who is like family, is here today from New York. Let's give her a great big God bless you. She is an awesome uh, preaching machine. And um, man, what, what a blessing to the body of Christ. And I remember when we first came in contact, we worked together in youth ministry uh, back in New York. And um, Raquel was uh, on, on, a different, on a, different, uh, a different agenda then. But, uh, but, but God, God got a hold of her, and now she's running. Jesus. <laughs> one, day I will let her, one day I will let her get up here and tell her story. One day. One day I will let her tell her story. But I'm so glad that she's here. And so we're thankful. And, and listen, we're excited that you came out today. Um, some people, you know, they still got the summer fever. But I can't wait till September gets back so everybody's not just back to school, but back to church. Amen. <laughs> Back to church, back to church. So vacations will be over, everything will be over, and everybody can get back in. And I'm telling you, these uh, remaining four months that we have left in the year, I'm excited about these four months. Uh, I'm, I said, I'm excited about the, thank you, Ray Sean. I'm glad you clapped. Thank you. I'm excited about these four months and what God is going to do for us. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were just doing some planning, and it's going to be an exciting four months. Amen? And so uh, I want you to get ready for what God's going to do. And I want you to continue to speak life for the assignment that God has given our church. Amen? Amen? Continue to speak life for the assignment he has given our church. You have to run in faith. You know, not run by sight. You got to run by faith. Amen? Because faith makes all the difference. Right? Faith allows you to run. Sometimes when you're running by yourself, you got to run by faith. <laughs> you got to just, just kind of go by faith and know that God's going to do the rest. And so we've been talking about growing. Right? It's important for us as Christians to grow. Somebody say grow. grow. How many people want to grow? You want to grow in God, right? You want to grow. You want to be that, that believer that grows. So I, I have an awesome uh, message, a possible con conclusion. No, it's not a conclusion. i got one more week of, of helping you grow, right? I want to spend really the rest of this year helping you grow, helping you grow so that by the time you get to December, you're going to be a different person. Yes. I thought you'd be more happy than that. I thought you'd be a little bit more excited than that, right? Uh, so, so we looked at the scripture. The scripture is very important. Um, when we look at this, the scripture, the proof of growth as a text in Ephesians 4, 15 through 16, and it simply says, it starts out, God wants us to grow up, right? God wants us to grow up. And so before service, I was talking to uh, Ray Sean, who's been doing some amazing growth spiritually, and uh, he was talking about his little man who's teething, right? And I was like, man, I don't miss those days. But we were talking about it's just a phase, right? And he was like, I can't wait till this is over, right? The only way that's over is as they grow up, they grow out of that phase, right? So there's some things that you may be going through in your spiritual walk that the only way for you to get past it is to grow out of it. God's not going to remove it from you because that comes with the stage that you're in. But if you grow up, you'll grow out of it. Come on, I'm pretty, come on, come on. So, so, so some things God's not going to move. He's not, he's not going to take it away, right? There, there's, there's something called growing pains, right? Growing pains where there's some things that where I'm at, this is what I have to deal with because of the stage that I'm currently at. But as I grow, I grow out of what comes with that stage into what God has for me, right? So growth is important. Growth is important. God does not want you staying at the same level or the same prayer life that you was two years ago. You're doing the same thing. No, growth is important. Somebody say growth is important. 
So the Bible says this, God wants you to grow up. Grow up, right? To know the whole truth and to tell it in love, like Christ and everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. Watch this. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flows through us. I love that part of the scripture. Nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God. Now, at this stage, he is speaking of somebody really who is a babe because he says, listen, the blood is flowing through you from him so that you can grow up healthy in God. When a child is in the mother's womb, it is the blood of the mother that is flowing through the child, causing that baby to continue to grow healthy, right? So he says, as long as you stay connected to Christ, he says, you're going to grow up and you're going to be healthy. A couple of quick statements that I want to I revisit quickly uh, is that we talked about the importance of growth because, watch this, growth is important because God's not asking you to reach the whole world, but God is asking you to reach your world, Right? We talked about that last week, and it's important because until you grow, uh, uh, babies are always concerned about them. Right? Babies are never concerned about other people. <laughs> Y'all quiet. I wish the whole room was full today. Right? So I can always tell who's mature and who's not mature by how they view themselves and other people. Right? I, 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 you know, kids always want for them. I want this. I want that. I want this. You know, my kids have never come to me yet and said, Dad, won't you relax today? <laughs> right, 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 turn it around real quick, right? Well, well, won't you relax today? Maybe Levi, maybe Levi, right? Uh, won't you relax? Let, let, let me clean the house. Now, he ain't got that far. Let me clean the house. Let me clean the bathroom. I know you guys are tired. You work hard. You're doing the church. You're working. You're doing this, all this. Let me, no, no, no. Kids are like, I want to eat. <laughs> it's time for me to eat. What do you have to eat? What do you have all this, right? Why? Because children are always worried about themselves. But as you mature, you worry about and you are concerned about other people. So write this down. A true sign of growth is are you concerned about you only or are you concerned about others? Are you concerned about you only or are you concerned about others? Man, we got to get rid of the selfish spirit that's in Philadelphia. The selfish spirit that's in the church. Right? Where it's only about me. Maturity says I don't have to reach the whole world, but God does ask me to reach my world. Right? Who in your world needs to know more about Jesus? Uh, look at the scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 3. It says, long to grow. Desire to grow. Right? There ought to be a desire in you to grow. You should not always want to be a baby in Christ. You don't want to stay locked as a baby in Christ. Right? Because there's things that you can do as an adult that you couldn't do as a child. Right? My kids can't get the keys to my car and just go for a ride because they need some fresh air. No. They can go to the backyard and get some air. That's about as far as they can go. Right? But as, as an adult, right, you, you can do things that a child can't do. So you should long to grow. Right? It's amazing. In the natural, kids always want to be older than what they are. But in the spiritual, we always want to be younger than what we are. <laughs> It's backwards. There's something wrong with that, right? Spiritually, we should want to grow, right? But with growth always comes more responsibility. Man, y'all quiet. And part of us don't want to grow because we don't want the responsibility that comes with growth. I'm going to preach it anyway, right? We don't want to be responsible for it, right? So when I said yes to the growing of becoming a pastor, I knew that there was responsibility. Now, I am responsible not just for my own soul and my household. Now, I am responsible for other people's soul. 
right? The Bible gives me that responsibility. He says, uh, obey those that have rule over you because they watch for your souls. So I take that assignment so seriously. So when I say I ain't seen you in church for a while, it's that I'm not trying to fill a seat. I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing my job as a shepherd to watch for your souls. Y'all are quiet. Come on. Because what's more important than your soul? Nothing. Because after you leave the earth and that pretty body of yours is put in the box, right? It's going to go to the dust. But your soul will go to eternity. And it's my job to make sure that you are growing so that your soul grows in God. Your soul grows in God. So I have to stand before God for every message that comes out of my mouth, for every advice that I give you as a member, right? I have, to, I have to stand before God and give an account for everything that I do with your souls. Long to grow up. In the fullness of your salvation, cry for this. The Bible says, I love this, as a baby cries for his milk. God, I want to grow. When's the last time you prayed that? (laughs) God, I want to grow. I remember hearing the story of a young man named Tom. And Tom had just got saved. (laughs) We ain't prayed that in a while, right? (laughs) Tom had just got saved. And Tom wrote this long list of things that he wanted God to do. I mean, he wrote it down, this and that and this and that. And Tom took this, le- this letter he wrote to Dana and put it on the altar. And he went home and he said, man, nothing happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's going on. I put, it, I put it on the altar. Nothing's happening. He went back and got the list and he added 20 more things to the list. And he said, maybe it's the list is not long enough. And he added more things and he put more things. And Tom added this and did it. Oh, I forgot about this and put it on the list. And he took it back to the altar. And guess what? Nothing happened. So Tom gets frustrated. Tom goes and sees uh, his pastor. He says, Pastor, you know, I, I put this list on the altar and nothing is happening. His pastor says, I want you to get a new sheet of paper. And I don't want you to put those things on the altar. I want you to put your name on the altar. I want you to write your name on the list because God's not looking for your stuff to be on the altar. He's looking for you to be on the altar. And many times we get stuck with the list. Come on, somebody. And God said, you want all this stuff, but why aren't you on the altar? Because you ought to long to grow up like a baby desires milk. He said this in 1 Timothy 4 and 7. Take the time and the trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Take the time and the trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. If you've ever attempted to be fit naturally, it is troublesome. (laughs) It is frustrating at times, right? You don't want to go to the gym. Come on, is anybody in here? Uh, It doesn't always feel good. You would love to have that extra scoop of ice cream. You know, I went to Wawa's last week, and and Scott, I, I ordered a large... Uh, 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 mocha uh, frap drink and I, they show you the calories when you order it and I says I can't eat that many calories I had to get a small then I got rid of the whipped cream then I just changed my order all together and I walked out there with a regular coffee I was not happy right all my fancy do up coffee was out the window but what it takes work to stay to try to stay fit And it's the same thing spiritually. You could be home barbecuing today like so many are. But guess what? You press your way in the heat because what? You you are willing to put yourself through the trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. It's hard to try to get fit when you need the strength to get through something. And many people run to the church 
or run to services when they are in trouble. Man, they should have been getting fits when they weren't in trouble. Come on. You, you, you can't get in trouble and then try to get fit and, and build a prayer life. You should have a prayer life already so you can prevent the trouble before it even shows up. Right? But to keep yourself fit, it, it's, it takes time, and sometimes it is troublesome because it's not easy to stay fit. When I get up in the morning for prayer, I don't always feel like getting up for prayer. And anybody that says they love to get up, you're lying. It's not true. You don't. Ray and I are in the middle of this 21 days of prayer that we're doing personally ourselves. 21 days of prayer, getting up in the morning. And it's tiresome some mornings. We got to encourage each other. Come on, get up. We got to go pray. Right? Because we're standing in the gap with people at RCC. We're believing God for a harvest in our church. We're believing God for the city. And we're on a 21-day fast. Not dr- and listen, we're going to drag you on our fast in January. But right now, we need to make sure that as shepherds, that we're strong enough to lead your souls. And make sure that you are growing and expanding. Are you hearing me here, somebody? So I got to say, I mean, could you imagine somebody that's fat trying to lead an aerobics class? It's not encouraging because you're saying that if it ain't working for you, <laughs> how, can <it> work? <laughs> how can it work for me? Right? You always want the aerobics instructor to be healthier or at least as healthy as you are. Take the time and the trouble it takes to stay fit. Watch this. We're almost there. Why do we need to grow? That's a good question. Why do we need to grow? And the Bible says it very clear in the book of Hebrews. And we're going to look at two more points and we're going to pray. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 through 6 through 14, it says there's a great deal that we should like to say about the high priest. Here's the importance of growth. But it is not easy to explain to you since you seem so slow to grasp spiritual truths. At a time when you should be teaching others, you need teachers yourself to repeat to you the ABCs of God's revelation to men. Wow, that's a rough one, Paul. Paul just like smacked down. Right? He says, hey, I, I want to get into the deep things of God, but I can't because you can't even understand the ABCs of God. I want to get into the revelation of what God is saying, but I can't because you can't do the baby basics of God. I can't even get you to come to church consistently, but I, how can I teach you deep things of God? Right? He says, you should be teaching others, but you still need to be taught the ABCs of what it is. And look at this next part of the verse. He says, you have become people who need a milk diet and cannot face solid food. Man, that is rough. He says a milk diet, there comes a point where milk just helps you to get to a certain point in your growth, but after that, you should be switching to solids. And a baby lets you know when it's time, when they get tired of that milk, they will be up around the clock drinking that milk. It's time to switch to some solid foods. For anyone who continues to live on milk is obviously immature. Come on, I didn't say it. I, don't get mad at me. I see some of you already. I didn't, I didn't say it. This is what he said. Anyone who continues to live on milk is obviously immature. He simply has not grown up because God wants you to grow up. Solid fool is only for the adult. That is, for the man who has developed by experience his power to discriminate, watch this, between what is good for him and what is bad. Maturity says I have the ability to make the decision between what I should and shouldn't do and make the right decision. 
right? When, you are, when people are children, I have to make the decisions for my kids because they don't have the maturity to decide on their own. But once they become adults, they should be able to look at good and bad and make the right decision. Right? So watch this. The decision that never goes anywhere, good and bad, will always be present. But my growth in God allows me to make better decisions. Better decisions. Right? You still shouldn't be making the same mistakes as you made when you first got saved. There ought to be things that you have grown out of, and I am making better decisions. Hey, y'all are quiet today. Something ought to change. Look at somebody and say, something ought to change. Right? When you're growing, and, and, and I looked at this, and I'm going to close, we'll get ready to close with this. I looked at the difference that even in the animal kingdom, uh, uh, when, when a, when it, before a chicken becomes a chicken, they first a chick. Right? As they grow, not only does their structure change, but the name changes. Right? When, when, when Saul was just Saul, but as he came into God, he said, I'm changing your name from Saul to Paul. Abram to Abraham, Sari to Sarah. He said there ought to be something that changes about you. Uh, uh, a calf goes from being a calf to being a cow. Come on, come on. A calf can't give the milk, but a cow can give some milk. The functionality of a cow is different from the functionality of a calf. And, 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 here, and here's the issue. Watch it. Here's the issue. That people get frustrated because they like identifying you as a calf, but God has transformed you into the cow. Man, y'all are quiet. Y'all are quiet. Why don't we, right? There's some people you got. See, when you become a cow, cows don't hang around calves. Cows give birth to calves, but cows don't hang around calves. And there's things that when you begin to grow in God, I can't hang around calves, but God made me a cow now. Man, y'all quiet. Y'all quiet today. Come on here. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's time to grow up. Look at this. Uh, a lamb turns into, oh, turns into a sheep. Right? Lambs turn into sheep. Watch this. I love this one. Caterpillars turn into butterflies. Watch this. When I become a butterfly, I can't no longer hang out with a caterpillar because the caterpillar's vision is limited. But as a butterfly, I get an aerial view. Growth always changes your perspective. Come on. Come on. Growth always changes your perspective. And sometimes if your perspective is messed up, it's because you are not growing. A caterpillar, in the caterpillar is the ability to become a butterfly, but he has to allow the process to take place so he won't stay stuck as a caterpillar forever. And if you only knew what your growth could produce. Gosh, come on here, somebody. If you only knew what your growth could produce, you'd be saying, God, go ahead and stretch me. God, go ahead, go ahead, go go ahead, stretch me, God. I'm hurting, stretch me. This is painful, but stretch me because I can't become a butterfly unless I go through the process of becoming out of a caterpillar. What is God calling you to do? What transformation? Man, that butterfly looks nothing like that caterpillar. And God's saying, when you begin to grow, you'll look nothing like who you was when I first got started with you. People can't find you. Could you imagine the old caterpillar crew going back where the caterpillar was saying, I don't see them no more? Because caterpillars don't have the, they don't have, watch this, they have, they have the potential to fly. Right, right, right. 
And so many in the body of Christ die locked in their potential. Could you see, you see, you have no idea who you are. You, you, you know what keeps me going with RCC? You know that, of course, I, I'm a human being. There's days I'm discouraged. There's days I want to give up. There's days I want to just throw in the towel. Right, Rob? We talked about that this week. I mean, there's days I'm just done. But guess what? I say, man, I, I wonder who I can become if I just can get through this. Come on, come on. I, I, I wonder what kind of church Ruach can be if we can just press past this. I wonder what harvest is Dana is waiting out there for us if we can get past this stage. Don't get stuck as a caterpillar when God is calling you to be the butterfly. Who can you become? What potential is locked up in you if you just go through the process? Come on, somebody. If I can just stay committed to the process. And it's that one thought that says, I wonder who is God trying to pull out of me that only the process can pull out of me? What is God trying to make me that only the process can make me into? What ability have I not yet tapped into that only the process can allow me to tap into? Here's a cute one. So you're like, cute, this is the Christmas for you. Watch this. A cub turns into a tiger. Right? Cubs are cute. Watch this. But you can't play with a tiger this way you played with a cub. Come on, you quiet. You may be able to get away playing with a cub for a little bit, exactly. But you can't play with a cub and a tiger the same way. Right? You may feel comfortable getting into the cage with a little cub, may nibble on you, but you would never do it with a tiger. This cub is just as much, this tiger is just the process between going from a cub to a tiger that changes him. You are already who God has called you to be over there, but he's just trying to get you from here to become who he's called you to be over there. God's calling you to grow up. And, and I love this, so this is going to be the last one, because when you become a, when you're a babe in Christ, and you begin to grow up, you go from being that cute person, you know, you're wobbling, you know, you're, I can barely, can barely stand, you know, you know, I'm trying to live right, I'm falling over, you know, everything, and you know, we try, we get you back up and get you together, right, and then you become a tiger, right, now you got your praise, nobody got to pump you to praise, you come charged, right, Sister Cricker? You come charged, ready to praise God. You know how to worship God, right? You, when, it's, when Rob's up here worshiping, and you, you, your hands up, man. You're, you're like me. You're loud over there just giving God praise, right? You're a tiger. But even when you are a tiger, even when you become mature, you still need to be around other tigers. Because something happens when tigers get around tigers. And something happens when praises get around praises. Something happens when worshipers get around. Come on, somebody. When worshipers get around worshipers, something happens. And I think it's unique that uh, uh, tigers, one tiger is called a tiger, but a group of tigers is called an ambush. That's a wrap. Man, if, I, if I had the right people, I can preach that. I'm telling you. I, I, I can preach that. A group of tigers, come on, guys. A group of tigers is called an ambush. So watch this. There's some things that my praise can't do by itself. But if we can praise him together, come on. The, if, if, if we can come into the house of God together, we can release an ambush 
against the enemy in the city of Philadelphia, and we can get things done together that I could have never done by myself. So I know you like looking good on the rock by yourself, Tiger. But there's some things you can't get done unless we come together and we set an ambush. So when we come in church on Sunday, that ain't the time to be quiet. It's ambush time. Come on, y'all quiet. That ain't the time to look deep and cute. It's ambush time. That's when we lift our hands up and say, God, there's strength in numbers. And when we come together, we're going to praise him together. Why you want from being a cub? Oh, little cutie, cutie cub. <laughs> to being a tiger. And even a tiger needs a, needs a community. I know you saved and got the Holy Ghost and you feel all by yourself. You are, you, you are great and mighty by yourself. I know. But everybody needs a community. It's so much easier if you engulf yourself in a community. Are you hearing me here, somebody? Surround yourself in the community. Right? There are people that I have in my life that when I'm tired of always being the tiger, I'm almost done. Come on, I'm almost done. Have you ever been tired of being the tiger? Right? You always got to be the one to carry the weight. You always got the one to go get the food by yourself and bring it back. You always the one that got to provide. Sometimes you're just tired of being the tiger. And I need to be, get in the ambush crew, yes. right? There's certain people on my phone I have, I can just call and say, yo, I, 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 I'm not on my rock today. I'm not feeling like a, I feel like a cub today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I'm a tiger, but I feel like a cub. And I just, I just need to get around my people who can just speak a word and we can pray together and we can see things together and we can believe together. Every tiger needs a community. Things are so much easier when we come together and praise God Together. Y'all hear me here, somebody. I thought it weird. Two more quick things. I don't, I don't have the pictures up there, but a, a group of frogs is called an army. Look it up when you get home. A group of frogs. Now, a frog, but you want to just kick on to the side. But a group of frogs is called an army. A group of bees is called a swarm. Right? And that's, that, that's a whole nother revelation if I had time I'd preach on. And, and, and I love it that a group of eagles is called a convocation. Now, I can really, I, 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 I can really work that one if I really, if I really, if I really could. I, I mean, I can really work that one, but I want to get y'all too happy. So, 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 so watch this. So, so God, <laughs> God, God is calling us to a higher level. Look at this last time I'm going to give you. Spiritual growth spurs all other growth. Write that down. Take a picture. Spiritual growth spurs all other growth. Watch this. So I, I, I am passionate about helping you grow spiritually because if I can help you grow spiritually, I can take care of all your life. Yeah. Did you hear what I just said? If I can help you grow spiritually, I can take care of the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? But if I just help you grow intellectually, then I'm, I'm not doing you any good. But if I can get your spirit, your spirit man is the main part of you that needs to grow in order to get the rest of your life in order. Because you got people who have money, but their life is messed up. A billionaire just committed suicide for doing some unthinkable things. Billionaire, billions of dollars, all the influence in the world. And guess what? He was doing ungodly, unthinkable things, and then he ended up taking his own life. 
Who cares if you have money, position, and power if you don't have God? Come on, church. But if I can get your spirit together, that's why I'm so concerned about your spirit, man. Because if I can get your spirit growing, it will spur all of the growth. So what's your growth plan? Write that down. What is, what's my growth plan? You need to have a growth plan. You can't just, growth doesn't just happen automatically. You need to have a growth plan. And that's what this church is built on, is helping people, as Rob comes up, take those next steps in order to get you to what God has called you to do. Right? Growth, you may want to write this down, it's not automatic. It must be intentional. <laughs> growth is not automatic. It must be intentional. Growth is not automatic. Don't you wish that losing weight was automatic? Pastor Rick said, my God. Right? But wouldn't it be great if it was automatic? You know, I, I, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember, and this, you, you're going to laugh at this. Uh, 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 you know where I'm going with that, right? I, 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 yes, I, I, I have brought, you know, <laughs> the infomercials were on TV. And at that point, you know, I was a lot thinner than I was now, but I still wanted to be a little bit more fit. I wanted my six-pack. I got a one-pack now, but I wanted, I wanted a six-pack. All right? I'm exposed myself. I wanted a six-pack. And so they had this thing on TV where you put it, you sit down, and they showed the guy watching TV, and he puts the thing around his waist, and it just vibrates. And it's supposed to vibrate the fat away and give you a six-pack. And so I had my wife order it, and we got it, and I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm going to do what the commercial does. And I put that thing around my stomach, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, ooh, this is hurting. This is like shocking you, just shocking you. And it's so painful that I end up taking it off. A month later, the company got sued because it was electrifying people. <laughs> and the company went out of my line, honey, and the company went out of business. Here it is. I'm trying to take the shortcut. Come on. I, I, there, there's no shortcut to growth. Come on. Thank you, Rod. You, 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 you got to go through the process, man. Right? I'm eating a burger. So it's it's going <laughs> to... And I, I mean, that thing is just, tomorrow that thing is lighting me up. I'm like, this is painful. This can't, something got to be wrong. And, and so a month later, I find out that they're being sued because they started electrifying people. You got to have a growth plan, and it can't include letting somebody else do it for you. I can do but so much, right? You go to the gym, and your coach is there. He's there to coach you, but I can do but so much, right? I can't lift for you, and you benefit from my lifting. <laughs> you got to lift on your own. You, 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 you got to push. I, I'll say, come on, you can do it. I'm there yelling in your ear. Uh, Rayshard say, come on, don't give up, man. Come on, God got a lot for you. But guess what? You got to bench press your own weights. You got to bench press it yourself. I'll coach you, but you got to do it. I can't do it for you. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to be starting something called Next Steps. Right, because it's important to help you take those next steps. Learning how to move forward. Not stand still, not walk backwards, but move forward. How many people want to move forward? Come on, come on. how many people want to move forward? You got to move forward. And you got to be committed to your growth. Write that down. You got to be committed to your growth. 
You've got to be committed to your growth. As long as you're still breathing, you should always want to be growing spiritually. But you've got to be committed to your growth. No matter how committed we are, we come, we set these up, we work hard. And I think about, I spend hours putting a message together that only preaches for 20, 30 minutes. Hours and, and putting together and putting the next steps together. But it's worth every hour for me if it helps you take another step. If it helps you take another step moving forward to who God called you to be, I'll spend five or ten more hours. But watch this. There are a lot of empty seats here that didn't want to put the hard work in. you got to put the hard work in. And here it is. I remember when I was getting training and the coach, and I was thinking about all these things I want to do, but I was telling him, and he said, listen, the first thing you got to learn to do is show up. Because that's where the battle is, showing up. I mean, have you ever, <laughs> come on, come on, you laying in the bed, it's time to get up in the morning, go to the gym. You, I mean, but one, watch this, but once you get there, you're glad you came. Have you, have you ever had that moment? Once you get, getting to the gym is hard. But once you get to the gym, you're like, I'm so glad I got up. I, I would have been doing numbers sitting there watching TV. I'm so glad I got up, right? So, so watch this. There's going to be a battle. The enemy's not going to let you hear a message like this. And then he's not going to let you get motivated to take next steps. He's going to frustrate you now more than ever. But you got to set in your mind that I'm committed to my growth. And we're going to give you every tool possible to help you take those next steps towards what God has called you to be. I'm committed to seeing you become who God has called you to be. But I can't commit more than you commit. Is that fair? Is that a fair thing? Ray and I can't commit. Pastor Rick and I can't commit more than what you're committed. The trainer can show up, but if the person being trained doesn't show up, doesn't do anything. I want you to rest upon your feet. And watch this. It's an ambush today. Come on. It's ambush Sunday. Come on. I, I thought you'd be a little bit happier than that. I said it's ambush Sunday. It's a, that means that, watch this. Some of you have been fighting some battles all week by yourself. But you and your herd now. You got your family together now. You got your crew together. You're in your community now. So guess what? We're going to ambush the enemy concerning your health, concerning your home, concerning your spiritual growth. We're going to praise God, and the atmosphere that's here is going to get you everything that you need to continue being who God has called you to be. Because you don't have to change the world, but you do have to change your world. There's somebody that is dependent upon your growth. Kids never see need, only adults see need. That makes sense? Right? Kids don't see need. They're not compassionate to other people's needs. That's immaturity, but that's what they're supposed to be at that age. But as you become an adult, you become compassionate towards other people's needs. So there's other people that need you, but you have not grown to the point where you can see the needs of other people. So he says, hey, I need you to grow up. Grow up. And I read you that scripture last week where he says, hey, does it, heaven gets happy over one. Then, then somebody trying to keep and hold on to the 99. But the church has gotten so focused on trying to hold on to the 99 
Because at the minute they go after the one, they lose 50. Because <laughs> nobody wants to grow up. They're 99 babies. 99 cubs. I need, I need 99 tigers in RCC. Come on. I, I need some tigers. Who said, go ahead, Pastor. Go after the one. But we're going to hold it down. We're here. We're going to set the ambush. We're going to do what God called us to do. And so watch that. As we worship one more time, I want you to give God your heart. I want you to pour everything out to him because he's a good father. And he loves you and he cares about you and he's concerned about you. And everything about the Bible says the hairs on your head are numbered. He cares about you. He wants you to grow because there's things he can't transfer to you as a child. He can only give it to you as an adult. There's things he can't transfer to you as a child. He can only give it to you as an adult. That makes sense to you? Things he can't give to you as a child. He can only give it to you as an adult. So today as you worship God, worship him from your heart. Let's set ambush against the enemy. Come on, let's lift those hands and just begin to worship. You are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. 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 You are perfect in all of are redeemed the battle that some of us have been battling in our mind and the enemy's been frustrating our mind in order to get to our spiritual growth we come against the attack of Satan 
and we speak that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We command sickness to leave bodies in the name of Jesus. We command weakness to become strong in the name of Jesus. God, for those that are dealing with situations at home, but by the time they get home, that the peace of God would have filled every room in their house. We decree that uh, everyone at RCC, they're going from being a cub to a tiger, and from a tiger to being a part of the ambush. For you called us to do a great work in the city of Philadelphia, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, come on, clap those hands, and give God a big praise. Now, before you sit down, I want you to tell three people that this is going to be one of your greatest years of growth ever. Come on, tell them. This is going to be one of your greatest years of growth ever. Come on, tell somebody. Now, put those hands together one more time and give Jesus a big praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grab your seats for a minute. We're going to let you go. Now listen, next week, I'm going to be giving you the seven basic habits of a maturing Christian. How many people want to know what mature Christians do? Right? Next week, I'm going to be, and these are very important. I'm going to be giving you the seven basic habits of maturing Christians. Because sometimes I've had people ask me, what does a mature Christian look like? I don't want to say me, but I'm just saying this is, I'm going to give you, I'm teasing, seven basic habits, right? And in the month of September, we're going to be launching that Next Step series. And I'm telling you, we're going to be giving out some cards on next steps for you to help you grow and get to where God wants you to be. I'm going to be diligent and persistent when helping you do that. But you have to be just as diligent and persistent with your growth, right? Being on purpose. When's the last time that you brought a spiritual book that fed your soul? When's the last time you listened to the podcast of a message that you heard on Sunday, right? When's the last time you were committed to reading through your Bible in one year, right? These are things that you should be doing to grow, right? Let me tell you, you're not always going to feel like it. Christianity is not based on feelings. <laughs> if it was, this room would be empty, right? It's not based on feelings, right? There's, there's days I don't feel like preaching, but it has nothing to do with me feeling. Do you feel like going to work every day? No, you don't feel like going to work every day, right? But your responsibility and your commitment, your commitment allows you to do that. And that's what I'm asking everybody to do, to commit to your spiritual growth. Somebody say Amen. Now, real quick, I want you to get your seed together. Get ready for your seed. I want to play this quick video of Brother Ben before he comes, and then we're going to receive our seed.